Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Green Bay Packers. This is the Packers Wire podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now, your host, Ryan O'Leary, and Packers Wire editor, Zach Cruz. I'm Steve Bortstein, sitting in this week for Ryan O'Leary. He's got some exciting family news going on, so uh, happy to be uh, sitting in the captain's chair. And thanks to the folks at USA Today's Sports Media Group for allowing me the time to uh, uh, jump on board. And we're joined this afternoon. It's a Friday. We're getting ready for uh, week seven around the National Football League. Some big matchups coming up this weekend. We'll talk about the Packers game coming up against Washington a little bit later on. But we're going to go back in time with Packers Wire Managing Editor Zach Cruz. And Zach, I want to thank you uh, for taking time with us today. Yeah, thanks, Steve. I appreciate you uh, filling in for Ryan so he can take care of his uh, his baby boy. Absolutely. We're excited for the news and uh, looking forward to getting him back here as soon as possible. But in the meantime, let's go back in time a little bit. And uh, your assessment, both positives and negatives that you saw in last weekend's win uh, for the Packers over the Bears. Aaron Rodgers certainly felt the emotions of the win. So give me some of your assessments of what you saw last weekend. Yeah, you know, the Packers, they they started a little slow again, which they've done in, in most of their games this year. I think they've fallen behind in the first quarter, I think, five of the six games. But, you know, they righted the ship and and got the win. It wasn't maybe a pretty win, but, you know, I think, you know, pretty much all wins against the Bears are important wins, especially at Soldier Field. You know, Packers are in control of the NFC North now. And, you know, you look at this team and, you know, they're, they're dealing with a bunch of injuries. They got a really difficult schedule ahead. And so I, th- I think it's been super important for them to, you know, get these five wins under their belt. They're two and in the division. Now they got a pretty good lead there. So yeah, it's going to get real difficult. They got the cards coming up after Sunday, right, right away on Thursday night in Arizona. So um, that's going to be a tough one. Um, they can get to six and one here with a win over a, a struggling Washington team. So, you know, they've, they've given themselves a little cushion here in the NFC North with, you know, an opportunity to get some key players healthy and prepare for some of these big games coming up. And we'll talk more about the division as a whole a little bit later on this segment, and I certainly want to get your take on uh, the rest of the division. But let's focus a little bit more on the game last week against the Bears. And one thing that's becoming a bit more apparent, especially with the numbers that uh, they both put up last weekend, is how effective the running game has been of late, especially Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. What have they meant to this Packers offense? And in particular, maybe some of the pressure that they've taken off the shoulders of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you know, obviously Rodgers is the reigning MVP and, you know, his connection with Devontae Adams is a huge part of what the Packers do on offense every week. But, you know, like you said, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, they're really establishing themselves as, you know, a really huge part of this team's identity, really. They're both, you know, they're both creating big runs. They both had a run over 25 yards on Sunday in Chicago that set up scores. They've both been really valuable in the passing game. I, I think everyone knew Aaron Jones was going to be a big part of the passing game, but A.J. Dillon has been a nice surprise there. So, 
it, it hasn't just been running the ball with these two to take pressure off Rodgers. It's, you know, getting the ball in space with easy completions, letting them go to work, breaking tackles, and, you know, getting easy yards after the catch. So, yeah, they're doing a great job, especially the last three games of, you know, really feeding these to the ball. I think, you know, they've had to do a lot of mixing and matching along the offensive line with some injuries, and, you know, that has put a lot of pressure on Aaron Rodgers to get the ball out. But, you know, Jones and Dylan have really helped keep everything from, you know, kind of going off the rails offensively. They, you know, you see defenses playing a lot of two deep coverages to take away the the big pay, big plays in the passing game. And really the counter to those looks has been running the ball and, you know, getting them, uh, getting them the ball in short passes. So, yeah, I think, like you said, Jones and Dylan, they've been a huge part of, you know, unlocking the Packers offense here with, you know, some injuries along the offensive line and them getting some different looks too. Zach Cruz, managing editor of the Packers Wire, joining us today on the Packers Wire podcast. Now, you know, with all the success right now, the five and one record, big lead in the NFC North, we're still less than a couple of months removed from knowing full well what Aaron Rodgers' future was going to be with the Packers. There was a lot of speculation that there was tension within the front office and Aaron Rodgers. And certainly he's back now this year and putting up some big numbers. But we're just a few less than two months removed from all the rumors and about the future of Aaron Rodgers. And now with the trade deadline coming up, it seems that there's some speculation and maybe it's rumors. Maybe it's innuendo and maybe it just makes for for good fodder. But I want to get your takeaway on the name that keeps coming up in these trade rumors. And that's backup quarterback Jordan Love. Some of the speculation around these rumors comes from the fact that if Love were to be traded, well, it'll be easier to calm down some of the reports of tension during the offseason and early in training camp. And certainly it would provide the Packers with some incentive uh, to perhaps offer Aaron Rodgers a long term contract or maybe some more money down the road. What are you hearing about these rumors and do you think there's any validity to them? Yeah, I think that it is probably just speculation because, you know, look, if they did trade Jordan Love, it would be, you know, kind of the ultimate thing they could do to Aaron Rodgers to say, you know what, we want you here long-term. Um, you're going to be the guy. You don't have to worry about Jordan Love anymore. So this is your team for a while. But on the same different page, you know, they want to keep that Jordan Love option open. I think, you know, Aaron doesn't know for sure if he wants to be in Green Bay past this year. We don't know if the Packers even want Aaron Rodgers. You know, it, it's possible they're going to be ready to turn the page, even if Rodgers has another good year. Possible they want to turn the page to Jordan Love as soon as next year. So I think, you know, if they were dead set on, you know, Aaron Rodgers being the starter long term, which is very possible and it would still make a lot of sense. I, I just I still can't see him trading Jordan Love. And because, that you know, they, they have kind of a two way go right now where they're trying to work things out with Aaron Rodgers and, and you know, make sure he wants to be there long term. But they also have this backup plan in Jordan Love where you know, if, if if Aaron starts to go downhill or he doesn't want to be there and he wants to be traded in the offseason, they have this guy ready to go. So I would be very, very surprised if they ended up trading for Jordan, trading Jordan Love away during the during the deadline. Forgive me for a second, because, you know, that I'm jumping in here as, as the fill in host a bit here. But what was your takeaway during that all the back and forth between Rogers when he was hosting Jeopardy for a little while and and the, and the tension that may have been may have been a bit more manufactured than anything else. But, you know, how is that relationship sort of, you know, simmered down, I guess, during the first six weeks of the season? Yeah, I think there definitely was some tension there. And Aaron Rodgers was definitely not sure if he wanted to come back to Green Bay for this season. I think that's pretty solid. We know that now. 
But I think what the two sides did a good job of um, as they came to a conclusion to start training camp is they just bought both sides bought themselves time. And that's really what this relationship needed was was more time. You know, Aaron definitely had some pretty legitimate gripes with, you know, some of the things the Packers do um, in terms of, you know, keeping older players, stuff like that. And how they communicate with him about, you know, certain transactions that directly affect his job. So I think this this whole setup that they created, it's kind of, you know, a last dance situation. And, and that's, that's been talked about so much in Green Bay, but it, it really did just buy each other time, at least for another full year for the Packers to show, you know, that they're willing to make some concessions to you know, work with a with a quarterback that's going to go to the Hall of Fame eventually. Like, he's deserved some of that that say in how things get done. And you know, Rogers, you know, maybe he didn't want to be here this year and he wanted to go someplace else. But you know, he's getting a, another year with a championship contender. You know, the Packers are really good. They're really talented on both sides of the ball. So, I do think you know it was a there was a lot of tension in that situation over the summer. But I think the two sides really did find the best. Um, conclusion at least for this one year zach cruz joining us here on the packers wire podcast we'll take a quick pause right now and when we come back we're going to jump into the story of a new face on the defense of the green bay packers we'll talk about that story plus we'll bounce it around the nfc north for a bit and take an in-depth look at this weekend's matchup between the packers and washington we'll do that in just a moment on the packers wire podcast let's make this interesting interesting Welcome to week number seven. I'm Corey Benini of TheHuddle.com, here to bring you strong plays as we navigate six teams on by. Quarterback Matt Ryan, Atlanta Falcons, at Miami Dolphins. Coming off of a bye week of his own, Ryan gets wide receiver Calvin Ridley back in the lineup, and it looks like wideout Russell Gage has a chance to return as well. The entire offense seems to be coming around to Arthur Smith's system, and the last time we saw Ryan, he was dropping dimes to rookie tight end Kyle Pitts. Miami has allowed 12 passing touchdowns, picking off only two passes since week one, and three teams have given up more fantasy points to the position in this time. Each one of those teams has allowed at least two rushing scores to inflate the matchup data. With injury concerns at both of the starting cornerback positions, Miami may have a hard time keeping Ryan under wraps. Running back J.D. McKissick, Washington football team at Green Bay Packers. McKissick's three strong games this year have come against the Giants, the Falcons, and the Chiefs. All terrible defenses. The Chargers, Bills, and Saints shut him down. Green Bay is somewhere in the middle right now, largely due to injuries. Green Bay's offense can hang points with the best of them, and Washington hasn't been able to stop a receiver for anything this season. Furthermore, it's unclear if running back Antonio Gibson will be able to play through his continued shin injury after exiting the lineup multiple times last week. His absence would mean more work for McKissick. Detroit Lions wide receiver Amon Ross St. Brown at Los Angeles Rams. LA's defense of wide receivers isn't nearly as strong as it may seem, at least from a fantasy perspective in PPR. Some of that's by design. In the last five weeks, only Tennessee has given up more catches to the position. Washington has allowed one fewer reception but seven more touchdowns in that time. The Rams are playing extremely well with a version of bend but don't break defense. They'll happily give up a lot of short area passing volume to prevent the long ball as evidenced by a dozen players over six games having five or more receptions against this unit in 2021. In a revenge game for Matthew Stafford, Detroit will be forced to throw like crazy to have a chance. Not that the Lions actually have a chance. 
St. Brown should be heavily targeted. Get him in all PPR lineups, especially with so many teams on a bye. Arizona Cardinals tight end, Zach Ertz versus the Houston Texans. Still feels weird to say, doesn't it? He posted four catches, 29 yards, and a touchdown in week six Thursday night game before being traded the next day. This week, Houston comes to visit and brings its feeble defense of tight ends. The position has averaged 5.6 receptions, 67 yards, and a touchdown every 7.3 catches. All of these are top nine figures working in Ertz's favor. Additionally, Houston has been surprisingly good against wide receivers, which would mean Kyler Murray is frequently looking toward his new tight end. For more fantasy football tips and advice, please check out our award-winning content at thehuddle.com. That was your typical sportsbook fantasy minute. Win your fantasy football league with thehuddle.com and use them to dominate player prop bets at Typico Sportsbook. For a limited time, new Typico Sportsbook users in Colorado and New Jersey from this podcast will enjoy a special welcome bonus. Get your bonus today at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. See typico.com for terms and conditions. 21 plus only gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Typical Sportsbook Minute. Let's make this interesting. What's up? This is Jeff Clark from the Bet Slippin' Podcast presented by SportsbookWire.com. I'm here with my homie Nathan Beagle to help break down this week's Sunday Night Football game with the Indianapolis Colts visiting the San Francisco 49ers. Our friends at Typico Sportsbook have the 49ers favored 4.5 with the total sitting at 43.5. I like the Indianapolis Colts to cover this number because they're 4-2 against the spread so far this year. Their offense is trending up with T.Y. Hilton coming back and Wentz getting settled into his new scheme. Also, the 49ers are 5-13-1 against the spread at home since Kyle Shanahan became head coach in 2017. Nate, how are you betting your money in this game? I like San Francisco in this game, especially with them having the seventh best pass defense in the NFL and Jimmy G returning. Jimmy G has only lost two games this season and they were to Green Bay and Seattle having beaten Philadelphia and Detroit, both by more than four points. I'm rolling with the home dog coming off a bye week. That was your typical Sportsbook Minute. For a limited time, new users in Colorado and New Jersey from this podcast will enjoy a special welcome bonus. Get your bonus today at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. See typico.com for terms and conditions. 21 plus only gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. All right. Welcome back to the Packers Wire podcast. Again, I'm Steve Bortstein sitting in this week. For Ryan O'Leary, we're joined once again by Zach Cruz, managing editor of the Packers Wire. And again, thank you for taking time with us this afternoon. Uh, let's um, let, let's remind us, everyone, we got the game coming up against Washington. A new face on the sidelines uh, and for the defense this weekend for Green Bay is going to be Whitley Merciless, who was signed earlier this week. What does Merciless provide to this defense that's already dealing with some injury issues? You've got Zadarius Smith and Chauncey Rivers both on the IR list right now. Preston Smith dealing with a new injury. 
injury to the oblique. Talk about what 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 Whitney Merciless can't say that three times fast. What he provides to this Packers defense going forward. Yeah, he's just really you know they they needed some veteran depth there because they were starting to play some some really young guys. And you know I went back and watched um, most of his snaps from this year and even some from last year. I think he still has a little pass rushing juice left to offer. I think. You know, he's probably not going to be an effective full-time player anymore. He's 31. You know, he's he's lost a little bit. But I think the Packers can give him, you know, 15 to 20 pass rushing snaps. And I think he can still affect games. I mean, you, you look at it, and I won't be surprised either if, you know, playing alongside better players like Kenny Clark, Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith when he comes back. You know, I won't be surprised if that makes him more effective because, you know, he's not going to be the focal point of protection plans and offensive lines anymore. And you can't discount you know the the power of going from a one in five team to a to a five and one team in green bay and what that can do for an accomplished veteran player so yeah i think this was a good move to make for the packers like you said Darius smith's on ir they don't know if he's going to be back this year preston smith hasn't practiced this week and probably isn't going to play sunday so they're going to need some help at outside linebacker and i think you know the way i look at it is you know, down the line, the Packers want to be played in big games. They want to, you know, be competing for the Super Bowl. Are you going to feel better with, you know, Whitney Merciless out there on a third and 10 against Tom Brady? Or do you want a guy like Ladarius Hamilton, who played a handful of snaps for him last week? So I think the pretty the answer is pretty obvious that it's Merciless here. And, you know, just getting a veteran that, you know, can come in and add some pass rushing help for a team that is, really banged up at outside linebackers is going to be pretty valuable, I think. Again, Zach Cruz joining us here, managing editor of the Packers Wire. You're listening to the Packers Wire podcast. We appreciate you tuning in this afternoon, getting ready for a big matchup between the Packers and Washington. Talk more about that in a moment. Zach, let's talk about the division right now. The Packers leading with a record of 5-1. and one. You mentioned the all-important 2-0 and o mark right now within the division. you got Minnesota and Chicago both sitting a couple of games back at 3-3. Three and three. And then, of course, you've got the Always uh, interesting story of the Detroit Lions, still winless after six games. Give me your perspective on what you've seen outside uh, the Green Bay Packers and the NFC North so far. Yeah, I think if you're the Packers and you're you're looking out at the rest of the the teams, you got to feel pretty good about where you're sitting because, you know, like we said, unbeaten in the division, they have a big win on the road in Chicago. And then, you know, you look at the teams individually and, you know, the Bears are starting a rookie quarterback. That's going to be very unpredictable. They have the Bucks this week, so they're in danger of dropping to three and four. You look at the Vikings, I believe they have a bye this week, but they've been super unpredictable week to week. Um, I, I think they're talented and they're going to be right in it, but you, know, you don't know what you're going to get from them week to week. Lions winless, they're pretty much out of it already. So yeah, if you're the Packers, it's only been six games, but you're in a good spot. You're the clear favorite. Um, yeah, they're... A lot of season left. There's still two games against the Vikings, and I, I do think they're the second-best team in the division. I think they're going to be right in it probably until the end. But, you know, the division as a whole, just it doesn't look very good this year. Um, all the teams are facing really tough schedules. I think if you look, you know, the, the Packers facing the AFC, um, AFC North and the NFC West, that's really, really tough. Um, for a division this year because there's some really, really good teams in those two divisions. So um, I think the Packers have, you know, they, they started 5-1. and one. That's great. They needed that little bit of cushion with some tough games. 
Um, but yeah, they're in a really good spot with, with a couple months left to go in the season. Talking to Zach Cruz, managing editor of the Packers Wire, kind enough to join us here on the Packers Wire podcast. We appreciate his time very much. You got the matchup coming up this weekend between the Packers and Washington. And they're, they're dealing with some injury issues of their own right now. Antonio Gibson questionable, Curtis Samuel. Uh, they're dealing with some injury issues up front as well on the offensive line with Brandon Scherf and Sam Cosby. So Washington coming in, bit of a walking wounded team right now. Give me your uh, assessment on what you're looking for uh, this weekend against, against uh, the Washington. I almost said it. <laughs> almost said the the I almost said the bad word there with Washington. So, uh, who? What are you looking for this week? You know, the team formerly known as the Redskins. Yeah, yeah. I think I think this game is going to be won or lost at the line of scrimmage. Um, it's a little bit like last week for the Packers in Chicago, where you know if they could just hold up along the offensive line, you know you feel pretty good about them scoring enough points to win the game because you look at this Washington defense. They're generating a ton of pressure. They have four really, really good pass rushers along that defensive line. You know, Chase Young, Sweat, um, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne. Those guys are really, really good. But they just can't cover anyone on the back end. And you look at it, the pressure really hasn't done much for them because they've given up 30 or more points in three straight games, I believe. And they're also last in the NFL in points allowed. So this has really just been a really disappointing group um, on defense so far. And then... You look on the offense, they've done a great job um, protecting the passer, but, you know, Taylor Heineke's giving away the ball too much. I think he has six interceptions thrown. So it's kind of a bad combo where if you can't stop people on defense and you're giving the ball away, you're probably going to lose a lot of games. And that's not a great formula for going into Lambeau and beating Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. So I think if they can keep that defensive line in check and, you know, get a get a takeaway or two on defense, which is they've – They've done really well doing um, over the last five games during this win streak. Then, you know, I think they're probably going to win this game comfortably. Two and four Washington uh, on the road visiting Lambeau Field to face the five and one Green Bay Packers. And again, for all your uh, all your necessary needed information about that matchup and much, much more, make sure to visit the website, thepackerswire.com. Uh, Zachary Cruz joining us here on the Packers Wire podcast. Zach, tell our listeners uh, where they can find more of your work and how we can follow you through social media. Yeah, you can find all my work on PackersWire.com. Um, and then you can find me on Twitter, too. It's Zach Cruz, too. Awesome. Zach, we appreciate the time very, very much this afternoon. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we'll talk soon. Awesome. Thanks, Steve. Thank you. That's Zach Cruz joining us here on the Packers Wire podcast. Thanks for listening. This USA Today sports podcast has been presented by USA Today's sports media group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini and the Huddle podcast inside the weekly line with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren and the Bet Slippin' podcast. We'll see you again next week. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. 
Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.